It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, yep. We took two. I mean, I didn't even remember it was St. Nicholas's Day tomorrow. So not while we're, record- while we're recording this. It is St. Nicholas's Day tomorrow on December 6th. And I forgot that. So, of course, I started with Monday and not Advent. It's okay. It's okay. Happy Advent, guys. Uh, happy second happy week Advent. of Advent when this comes out. It's wild. Wild. I, it's I feel unprepared. Yeah, me too. I feel like it came out of nowhere. Like we had Thanksgiving and all of a sudden it was St. Nicholas Day. Like I feel like Thanksgiving was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I'm like, shoot, didn't plan out spiritually Advent this year. No, no, it was still messed that up. November. (laughs) Like I literally just brought the Advent wreath down and put it in the table. We have not lit it yet. We are on five days into December. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Wait. What do you do we'll for Saint next week? What do you do for Saint Nick's Day um, for girls? Boys. The same girls thing I did boys. growing up, which was <laughs> well, Makai doesn't really get anything this this year. Um, but <laughs> uh, the same thing I did growing up, which was we just grab a pair of shoes or slippers and we put them outside of our bedroom door, and then the next morning there's like chocolate and a little gift in it, and I am just really grateful that I bought all of those boxes of playmobil at that french gas station because i went ahead and wrapped two of those <laughs> i'll oh be putting gosh. those um outside their door because i was wildly unprepared for this <laughs> there was That's these like happened. cute little toys and they're french so they're even cuter than like american toys at this gas station and meg Bought, snatched like, four a few. boxes i mean if there's no way that every there, people have to know about playmobil it's a European toy, but like it exists here, right? I had never heard of it until you said something. Wow. Okay. Well, but I've never lived... now I need to do some research. <laughs> They're cute. They're really cute. They're cute. They're cute. Okay. So what's okay. your heck yes? Uh, my heck yes is taking video on my Canon R6 camera. It's always so dreamy and I never know. Every time I do it, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? The mirrorless camera? Yeah, my mirrorless camera. And even when I did it on like my, uh, wow, my Mark V or like other other less expensive intense camera options, it still was so dreamy because you could do, you could get the bokeh and you could manually focus it and all this stuff. And it's just always so nice. And I'm like, why don't I do that more often? Anyways, mm-hmm. it's a heck yes, but it's also a heck no, I guess, because <laughs> I do it like twice a year. And I don't know why, because I own all the equipment for it. So I do like Anyways. taking videos better on an act. I mean, all I have is a Canon Rebel, yeah. but I do like even that better. Yeah. yeah. In another yeah. life, I would have been a movie director or a, more of a commercial director. Mm, I could see it in another life. But that makes sense about why you do why you do what you do on Instagram, because that's essentially what you're doing for them. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so I love doing videos. 
but I need to, it's almost like, I wish I had the, I don't know, the like drive to do it just cause. Does that make sense? Because like, I know how to professionally edit videos, like Uh all those things. Thank you. Like I did it for years and years and years for brands, for their own media, but just doing it myself. Yeah. Anyways, uh, heck yes. What's yours? Okay. So Patrick and I, it's getting pretty cold here now, but we've been trying to go on a, on walks a few times a week, three, four times a week, whatever. And, um, when we can, because he like works 12 hours, 13 hour, 14 hour days. So, um, besides that that point, uh, (laughs) besides that, um, (laughs) It's funny because I'll be like, oh my gosh, isn't this great? It's just like we're walking in Old Town, like where we, you know, dated. I'm like, look at, we got coffee at this. There's like one coffee shop on base and it's not really a coffee shop. It's like they sell Starbucks, but it's kind of, you know, when they sell like Starbucks in a hotel, it's kind of like an affiliate. Yes. You know, yes. so we call it Starducks because yeah. it's like not okay. exactly there. Um. And anyways, we'll like grab a coffee there. And I'm like, it's like we grabbed coffee at Misha's in Old Town. And now we're walking on the cobblestone. Oh, look, there's a nice Christmas tree with the high school band playing. And like, there's Fontaine, our favorite French restaurant. But really, it's Chili's. Like, (laughs) I was going to say, is this walk happening on base? Because if so, are the bases there all, like, are all the buildings the same as every base I've ever lived on? Stucco, white cream walls yes it's all the same color they're more tan here but yeah it's all the same color all like block buildings like yeah it looks like you're on a military base yeah it's very clean this is a very new and clean base right but it's very lifeless oh yeah for sure absolutely (laughs) (laughs) okay so your imagination is really like painting yeah. a picture and you're just like come oh. on come on buy in Patrick buy in <laughs> it's like a simulation like you could say like cue Asian man riding bike past you and like an Asian man will just ride a bike past you and you're like cue <laughs> child screaming and then a child will be screaming and then it's like cue construction work going on the corner and you turn the corner and there's you're just like yeah this is a simulation <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh so yeah, it's funny, but that's my heck yes is just pretending that it's something just not living say, in reality. You know, it's, you know, it's been a rough week when her heck yes isn't even real. <laughs> it's just in her head. <laughs> but I do love going on walks. That's nice. And on Instagram, no, I, that's saw this, I saw this mitten where you can like, it's for holding hands and like two hands go in it. Oh my gosh. And Did you really get want- it? I I didn't, but I'm gonna look on Etsy to see if I can get one. Oh my gosh, that'd be funny. <laughs> I know. Does it get I cold know. there? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it snows here. It's uh, I mean, it's 50 right now, but okay. it will get to 30s. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyways, it's what's your heck no? Uh, my heck no is a real Christmas tree. You guys, I love the smell of it. I love the look of it. I, the pine needles on the floor every single day, you don't even have to touch the tree. There are pine needles on the floor. Why? Why? 
it's fed it has enough water it's always got enough water like now i have an added chore do you have it's a like, skirt it's like though? making sure yeah if but i haven't put it down skirt. because i'm like no it will it will mo- help them because you have wood floors like if you have a skirt it kind of like pine needles don't move as well off of a skirt as they do if they're straight on wood floor right but my skirt is white so you're just gonna see pine needles all over it and that's gonna make me even more mad because then i I can't easily vacuum it then i've got to detach the skirt and shake it and whatever you need a new skirt you need a pattern one i need a new tree (laughs) (laughs) get it out just kidding this thing that sucker was a hundred dollars i'm not throwing it out we're gonna live with it this year but i think we'll be going back to fake trees sorry everyone <laughs> the piney yeah it is it's a lot They're with three horrible. kids a dog and then a real tree mm, no no i'm like why would i do that to myself why would i why would i pay 150 dollars to have an added chore that that's dumb I will say too, you have two kids that are probably shaking it down on the daily. So that too, but literally I will vacuum it, vacuuming it. (laughs) I'll vacuum it and then I'll come down the next morning. No one has touched the tree since there's a fresh layer of pine needles on the floor. And I'm like, oh, freaking K. Gravity. Freaking gravity. (laughs) Literally. What gust of wind blew through here last night? Because I'm (laughs) freaking confused. Anyways, what's your heck no? Okay, so my heck no is this like gut wrenching feeling anytime I walk into the commissary on base. The commissary is the grocery store. I am on the edge of my seat if they will have any dairy products because I know if they don't, my entire recipes for the week are goners. Oh Oh my gosh, that would drive me nuts. It's like literally knowing that, I don't know, there's just, it's like this twisting knot and you're just like, ah. well, because you're SOL. If you have all these recipes and that's what you're shopping for, and then all of a sudden they don't have dairy products, you have to sit in that store and come up with a whole new list of stuff to shop for. Yes. And it's one thing like I I could go out in town and get like, a cream cheese, but that's really the only thing I've been able to find out in town. Like I've never seen like sour cream or, and like, I don't even Mm. know what it would look like. You know, I would be walking around every single tube translating it. So like, I don't even really know what is what at the grocery store. So yeah, Yeah, it's tough. Like the cream cheeses, the sour creams, the coffee creamers, the whole, the half and half, the heavy whipping cream, any sort of like yogurt, um, any sort of soft cheese, like all those things you just really just don't know. And it's usually not there. So like, like 90% of the time it's not there, but you still go in a little bit hopeful and uh you get burnt. Because it's those one times that they do have it that keep you, that keep you you hopeful. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's like my heck no. It's just like, I don't know. I'm going to be that girl that's like standing in the middle of the aisle, like scrolling Pinterest for other recipes because everything I planned for is just falling apart. Oh (laughs) my Looks like we're having pasta. <laughs> frozen pizza it is i know i'm like salmon with just straight up garlic on it 
that's what we're doing no creamy sauce we got no milk so oh my gosh that's yeah, awful yeah. it's so it's so funny so anyways that's why that's why heck no um that's a heck okay no. but we have great voicemails great feedback from last week talking about red flags um but Ooh. meg you wanna spicy it is spicy um <laughs> but meg you want to tell everyone about catholic bridal collective oh my gosh yes because this is the number one email dm text like i literally get this text from my family members asking if i happen to know of a catholic photographer or videographer in kansas philadelphia like anywhere anywhere in the u.s because somehow it's like the same <laughs> it's like the same thing our husbands get told from like an old lady on an airplane when they find out that they're in the military oh do you know john that's my grandson he's in the he's in the marines and avery's like bro just because i'm in the marines doesn't mean i know all the marines <laughs> it's the same thing i get asked this question all the time and the catholic bridal collective compiled wedding it's like a whole wedding planning resource whose main mission is to connect catholic brides and grooms to catholic wedding vendors so it goes beyond just photographers and videographers um they vetted 75 plus professional catholic wedding vendors including wedding planners and florists and more and they're all a part of the directory on that page you can search for vendors by state or by category um and they also host a blog to share the vendor's work and advice for planning your catholic wedding day so you can check them out at www.thecatholicbridalcollective.com to find a Catholic wedding vendor today. Um, you can also follow them on Instagram at the Catholic Bridal Collective. Um, and it's a free service to browse the site and inquire with vendors for your wedding day. So like if you are in this season of life, run, don't walk. This is this is like genius. This is like a wealth of gold. Just go. I wish They're I had it. I yeah. know. I'm like, wow, where was this when I was? <laughs> well, because I love I was knowing. frantically Googling. Yeah. And I love knowing like my photographer and videographer, like I was supporting their families, you know? Yep. Like their Catholic families and like the growth of Morals their families. and values. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Meg, I see you wrote down here. Someone must have DM'd and said, what are some practical yeah. ways to help your husband stay on top of things without nagging? Lay it out. Yes. Well, so I, we were gotten a conversation. I got into a conversation with a girl on Instagram. We were talking about nagging and she was asking like, okay, is it like, I feel really called out by this meme that mentions nagging. And I said, oh no. And she was like, is that like, something I have to learn or did it come naturally for you? And I was like, a hundred percent, it's a muscle that needs to be practiced. Like, that's not something anyone is going to walk into marriage and be like, oh, I never nag my husband. That never happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so then we started talking about ways to practice it because it's something that has to be practiced every single day before it starts to become like your first choice. Uh, and so the first thing is, that helped me was understanding Avery's workload because most of the time our husbands come home and they don't share a whole ton about what their whole day or what's in their brain, like what all of that encompasses. So we just assume like, I don't know, it's, it's I easy to not think that their plate is heavy when you never hear anything about it. Right. So it's like, like okay, okay, now I have your full focus. <laughs> yeah. And, and like 
my life must be harder because I'm the only one that's verbalizing it, you know, like my plate must be heavier. And so understanding his workload um, and then also compiling a list and putting deadlines next to it. So if there's certain things that I need Avery to do that I can't do, like right now, postpartum, one of the things was getting Christmas stuff from the attic and putting the Halloween stuff up into the attic. I knew that if that didn't happen by like a certain date in December, I would start to get frustrated or anxious. Like I... It would, it means something to me to have the Christmas decor down and it gives me something to do while I'm at home all day with my babies. So if I gave him a deadline, then I could avoid getting resentful and then he could know like exactly what, how he could help me essentially Mm -hmm. without it becoming something that's just sitting in my mental brain to-do list. Um, Especially when your to-do is dependent on his to-do. That's when it really spirals. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that, that was like the sum of this whole conversation was the list and deadline thing. Like just list it all out, brain dump it, figure out what's actually a priority. Maybe put a star next to it. If his workload is insane, like right now is Avery's work uh, finals week. So I'm asking practically nothing from him. Cause I'm like, I can wait a week for anything. Like <laughs> everything <laughs> is irrelevant right now compared to his finals. So like not a big deal, but anyways, all that to say, you're not always going to get it right. Even if you've been practicing that muscle for a while, you're still going to have to be able to apologize when you were disrespectful or when you made him feel like you didn't trust him or you nagged him or whatever. Um, and that is why marriage is the most humbling thing on the face of the earth. So <laughs> with nagging that and children, true. Um, <laughs> nagging is interesting because like it only becomes nagging with the way you say it not what you say like you know what I mean so like what you're asking isn't nagging it's all about how you say it that becomes nagging so that's like the differentiator I think a lot of women think oh I can't ask my husband for help or whatever because that's nagging but it's like no no you have to say it in a way that he will receive it and that you would want to receive something, you know? And I also think right. their society like laughs about a honey-do list or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's so degrading. Like, you know, honey-do list, you know, that is. Yeah. That's essentially what I'm telling people to do, right? Yeah. To-do list. Right. <laughs> and society. Which is what like, you've told me to do. And yeah. Yeah. The whole... Yeah. And like, I think people laugh about it and are like, oh, is he a child? And it's like, my husband asks for a list. <laughs> like, he would prefer right. a list. So like, I don't know what you're talking about being like, oh, you're just trying to control everything. It's like, no, no, he wants to be helpful and he right. wants a list because this actually helps him be more helpful. Right. And it, I like, I would want a list from him as well. Like if he yeah. ever wanted to write a list of things I could do this week that would help out or meals he wants me to make, like, yeah. shoot, send it my way. That makes my life so much easier. I don't have to do any of that mental work. And then also it's the easiest, most clear and concise communication ever. Like mm-hmm. it's not emotional. It's not a mess. It's not like confusing. It's it's just laid out right there on paper. You can cross it out, whatever, afterwards. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, so yeah, effortless. <laughs> I, I 
think, yeah, people feel bad about that, but you don't feel bad, but you have to know he has to be receptive to it. Like he has to want to receive a, things to do in a list form. Otherwise it's not going to work. Like that needs True. to be a conversation. Like, Hey, I have these things that I need you to do. What is the best? How can I help you like get these done? Do you like lists? Do you not like lists? Right. Do you like reminders? Like if I right. text you a reminder, is that annoying? Or like, just ask what is annoying. Right. And that's the other thing too, knowing like reminders used to be something that was annoying for Avery and I. And then once we started talking about it, cause he was like, do you not trust me? And I was like, no, I just want to help you help yourself. And I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, literally just ask. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like you said, nagging's more so how you say it. And I think you have to figure out too, how, like how they're going to receive it. which is why knowing their workload helps a ton because if I were to ask Avery for like five things this week it would be like dude what (laughs) hi do I exist (laughs) like Mm -hmm. does my life also exist um so and it's like I thought it was interesting right and saying it to the point of like this would really help me like they want to help you and at the end of the day like these things on the list are typically extremely helpful to you. And so bringing that back around, not just being like, Hey, you need to do these. It's like, Hey, could you please help me this week with like these things? It would be, I would be so appreciative. It would make it go so much more smoothly. Like it takes a lot off my plate. I would just really appreciate Mm -hmm. it. And there should be like a resounding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's anything a good, less that's a good topic. Acceptable. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not kidding, but also like you could discuss that further with them. So, yeah. but I think people are so scared to like ask the obvious, like I'm scared. I'm going to be nagging. We'll just ask him. What is the point of nagging? And then, you know, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like, what about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm scared. I'm going to be annoying. We'll ask him if what you're doing is annoying. Yep. Like why people are like so scared to ask the obvious and they're in their head all day about that. Like, just, just stop. I feel like it stems from insecurity or something. Well, obviously it does. It stems from insecurity. And then you also, sometimes you don't want to know that you're not coachable, I guess is what I'm saying. You're not willing to shift routes to meet them halfway. Does that make sense? You're like, well, this is just how I do it. Or this is just easier for me. And it's like, well, that's not how marriage works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's good. Anyways, it's good. we could talk about that for hours or in circles. So I know mostly in circles. Um, Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so we could jump into a few voicemails here, um, but I wanted to talk about mentionables first. You guys mentionables Mm. has this really cute shorts and top set um it's not necessarily like mentionables is a model-less lingerie company okay we love them if you've been listening to the podcast you've heard us talk about them for years now um but they have something if you type in shopmentionables.com type in lavender haze and there's like these velvet ruffle shorts 
And they have a whole line of their like lavender haze line, but the velvet ruffle shorts, and then you can get the um, velvet ruffle cropped cami. I actually have this set in black, um, but it's like a really cute, like more wintry pajama set. And mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say like it's necessarily lingerie. Like to me, this is like a fun pajama set or a lounging set, you know, but they're so soft. The velvet is so nice, really well made. I think it's flattering on a lot of body types and just kind of fun to like, you know, after you like nicely shave your legs, like crawl into bed Mm -hmm. with some velvet, like, you know. Um, So yeah, I love, I love their like little shorts sets. I think they're really cute. Definitely check it out. Um, but with mentionables use code dang heck 10, all caps, no spaces, dang heck 10 for 10% off your order. You can check out mentionables on Instagram or www.shopmentionables.com. Okay. So uh, Megan, I'm highlighting these voicemails in the document, any voicemails that come to mind that you would want to listen to Mm -hmm. first. Mm. let's do bro girlfriend modesty i'm intrigued hi cc hi meg um this is sarah um i just got done listening um to your guys's episode and you guys were talking about how you know you need to basically be telling the people in your life you know whenever there's you know issues with their like significant other like you need to point out red flags for them is what i'm trying to say and, um, and a couple of weeks ago, I like confronted my brother about his girlfriend because I had concerns about how sometimes she doesn't dress in the most like modest way. Um, and so I try to like, you know, kind of, I try to kind of like put the topic on the table to like see what he would say. And when I asked him, um, about, you know, do you, do you like how, like, she dresses, like, when you go, guys go out, and, like, all this stuff, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, like, I don't have any issues and stuff, and, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, and he could tell that something was, you know, something was off on my face, and, um, and I was, like, really nervous, because I didn't want to start any, you know, drama, and I didn't want him thinking that I was judging her, because I don't know her that well, but essentially, I was like, you know, I wouldn't, really love to have her be introduced to like our grandma like I would be you know pretty nervous about like what what grandma would think like if if she saw you know like how she dressed and stuff um and you know I could tell that he was kind of offended by that and later on I ended up apologizing for like how I said it and I told him that I mean like I wasn't trying to be judgy um but at the end of the day like I hope that what I said resonated something with him that maybe he'll think about Um, because, you know, not saying that he needs to break up with this person, but, you know, maybe he needs to like have this conversation with her um, and maybe call her higher. Um, Like we're, you know, we're called to do that in relationships with people. So anyways, I just wanted to share that a little bit, maybe give someone else the courage to, um, to, you know, to approach one of their loved ones as well if they see a red flag so anyways um that is it thanks for listening and i really really love the podcast i look forward to it every monday so thank you bye okay fair looking out for her brother totally get it i've been in similar 
situations with other friends and family members as well. I think it's um, different friends versus family. Yeah. I think it's so? a very different approach with family. It like friends, like I could be like with a friend, like a close friend, be like, dude, you have got to like, take this seriously. Like that was yeah. like super inappropriate, you know? Right. But like, I couldn't say that with a family member. True. You know, and True. especially with family, you need to ask if they want the feedback. True. That's a good point. Very valid point. Some friends you would have to, like, I think I still probably would with a lot of friends be like, hey, I have some, like, would you be open to it? Like, would you be, to be open honest, to I'd probably feedback? just tell you. Right. With you, I would just tell you. <laughs> Seriously. You don't get an option. No. <laughs> I'm going like, to let you know. <laughs> but I know how you would respond. You know what That's I mean? That's true. That's so true. Like, That's true. With a lot of people, especially family, I feel like I've learned the hard way too. I would be like, hey, would you be open to some feedback I have about your girlfriend? I wouldn't bring it up unless I thought it was worth a chat about. I also totally understand if you don't want my opinion, but are you open to receiving feedback? Yeah. No, because that feels... then, oh, go ahead. No, keep going. If then, if they have a negative response, like they were okay to receive it, like they True. approved, like it's not they coming opened, out of left field. Open the door. Yeah. Yeah. They like you knocked on the door and like they opened it up, you know? And right. I think that's like, especially with family, especially with brothers and their girls, it's, probably the best way to approach any topic having to do with the girl that they like no totally I agree that makes sense I never thought of that before because you don't you mean well but you could cause some serious damage (laughs) in regards to family relationships so and chances are they will go back and tell their girlfriend Oh, true, 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 true. (laughs) Which that's a whole nother thing. That doesn't put you in a good situation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. With a girlfriend, like you can kind of feel it out. She's not necessarily going to go tell her, her boyfriend. You know what I mean? Right. Because like you guys are on the same team, like you and your girlfriend, you're on the same team. But when it comes to like a brother or sister, you're not really on the same team anymore. They have their own team. That's true. And now Just, you're they're making their own team and you yeah. are poking now... holes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good point. What were you gonna right. say though? Do you have any? I was else? just gonna say that feels that feels like the mature and like responsible way to approach this conversation is to ask mm-hmm. if they want that mm-hmm. your thoughts or whatnot first. Mm-hmm. But with a friend, yeah, I mean. It's a very valid, valid conversation topic you bring up, though. Although I would have probably waited till they were more. I don't know how serious they were, but I probably would have waited till they were more serious to have that. Because, like, let's say they're only a few months in. Like, is he even comfortable having that conversation? So, right. Well, and then I feel like if they're not, if they haven't been around for a long time you you have more credibility in your argument if they've been together for a while if this is an established thing if this Mm -hmm. is something that you feel is like going to go further and he needs to 
breach this topic in their relationship. But if it's just been, you know, a couple months or something or a couple weeks even, now you look like you stand in his way. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, and so is he going to come to you again? Is he going to trust you with his relationship? Is he going to want your thoughts and opinions later down the line when something bigger comes up? I don't know. Right. Very good point. Um, okay. How about this one? This one is calling about um, having a newborn. So right Ooh, up your okay. alley. Hi, ladies. Um, so I had a question for both of you and especially Megan. Um, I want to know what your guys' opinion is on visitors during the newborn period. Um, we are, my husband and I are expecting our second baby, and I've just been thinking a lot about how I want to enter into the newborn period, and I've had a lot of friends recently in the newborn period for the first time and who have struggled so much with visitors, um, and specifically with in-law relationships, um, and I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were on, you know, sharing your baby with others, letting others experience the precious joy of your baby, but also, is it appropriate to put up boundaries um, when necessary? Like, for example, with our first baby, you know, I was about five days postpartum, and my in-laws came over, which is great, but they stayed way too late, you know, to 10, 11 p.m., and they ate all of my grandma's apple pie that she specifically made for my husband and I, and I didn't get to have any, and I know this sounds so selfish, but it just was very hard when you're just adjusting during those early days. Um but also, like, I also want to share the gift of our precious children with others, but I just don't know how to approach the whole situation in a Christ-like manner. Um, so if you ladies have any advice on on that, I would love to hear your guys' opinion. All right. Love the podcast. Thank you, girls. Bye. Okay, love this question and love the way that she um, phrased both coins, both sides of the coin for this conversation. So one, I think the first thing that I thought of was it is entirely appropriate and necessary that you establish some sort of boundaries with your husband in regards to postpartum that will protect your peace because you are like all that matters. I know everyone wants to see the baby and it's really, really self selfless of you to want to let others in on the joy of a new mm-hmm. baby and to let them witness it and to let them hold it and cuddle and whatever but literally you are all that baby needs and a healthy peaceful sane you is all that like that is what that baby needs so if you want to love your baby the most you need to take care of yourself the most and establish whatever boundaries you need to it sounds like you need to seriously talk about boundaries in regards to your in-laws I did not think that was silly or ridiculous about the apple pie. I would have remembered that for the rest of my life. And I also would have been very upset about it. Um, It doesn't sound like you feel as open with them or as supported by them. And so that becomes an inherent threat to you. you, At least you're like psyche, like 
they they threatened your space they threatened your time they threatened your sustenance (laughs) in Mm -hmm. a sense during a very vulnerable and emotional season of your life so definitely don't take that lightly and come up with a plan that works for you and your husband because you also don't want to shun them right like that's family you can't make that decision easily um I will say this. She also mentioned that she has a lot of friends. I think she said this postpartum, like local friends is what I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. Um, And I am very picky. I love having visitors uh, because we need the help and Avery doesn't get leave. So I need hands on deck, but I'm very picky about who we let into our space. And it's almost never casual friends that are local it's always very close family or very close friends um and that's it because I need to know that I can confront them with things that I need their help with or like hey I want you to do this I don't want you to do this and I need to know I can do that without worrying like uh we're not that close we've never had that kind of conversation before you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then I also want to be able to give them like hey, it would be the most helpful if you just helped with the two girls and I managed the baby. And I almost always feel like with local friends, it'd be like, I would feel guilty or like they're here because they want to hold the baby. So then I would let them hold the baby, but then it would, after they leave, I would feel exhausted and drained and depleted. And like, that was not helpful at all. And Mm -hmm. again, boundaries are the most important thing here. So- I think like, um, (laughs) I thought that was really helpful, Megan. Um, To me, I mean, not that I've had a kid, but whoever it is, I think probably my determining factor of visitors, I need to have the comfortability to be able to communicate and tell them that like, hey, I need, I need help. Like, I don't necessarily need help, like holding the kid, like I yep. myself need help. So as long as like, you're cool with those expectations, like I'm cool, obviously like hold the baby. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like there's gonna be right. times where I want to put it down, feel free. Right. Like I don't care, you know, like right. I want, I would hope that I can be chill about that. But if I'm not comfortable enough to say like, I really need like help doing the laundry, right? <laughs> they're probably not the right fit to come and visit. Right. Yeah. If you can't tell them, can you unload the dishwasher, get me something for dinner and vacuum the living room, then they probably should not be coming over. Or they don't automatically do it. Yeah. Or or they don't already (laughs) see like, oh my gosh, there's a million things I could do. Let me do these right now. And none of them include sitting down on the couch holding a baby. So. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, um, I also think like, it's usually more like, I'm like, in-laws husbands have the conversation (laughs) yes no I agree I totally agree but I'm also I can't relate in this situation because my father-in-law flew in midnight the night Micaiah was born and so he literally saw me and Micaiah in bed like met Micaiah hours after Micaiah was born and I was like totally chill with it and he was such a help the whole time so I don't have a relationship with my in-laws that's rocky Praise mm-hmm. God, but I can't relate in this way and tell you like, here's how it went smoothly when we had the conversation because we've not had to have that conversation. I also think the difference too is like, you have a little bit of local family, but for the most part, our friends and family 
are not close. Rude. So there's also another aspect to that where you're hosting them. True. True. Yeah. And that's, well, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say there's an aspect to it where, you know, they're here for this amount of time and they have to get back on the plane. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of people that have family locally, it's like, how do you like their overall the you time schedule they feel like your, they can yeah. stay late or, you know, whatever. Um, so that gets interesting, but yeah, the hosting thing, that one's kind of hard for me. It was harder the first pregnancy and the second one, it's getting easier and easier. The more kids we mm -hmm. have, um, for me to not give a rip necessarily, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I am also just I don't know. I, I want to say this, having had three now, the one thing that I'm doing this postpartum that is making the world of a difference is the decisions and the boundaries that I'm creating for myself. And that is not something that I don't involve that sorry. don't involve other people. Like it's within yourself, like internal boundaries, both, both. it's internal. Okay. And then it's also external with other people, but it's like, I am for the first time owning saying no, I can't come over. No, I can't do that girl's night. No, I can't do this. Actually, it would be more helpful if you just dropped it at the door and didn't come in. Like not caring what other people, like owning the fact that my peace and sanity right now in this season actually does come first. And I don't have the capacity to give beyond that right now. Mm -hmm. Like my baby and the two other children in my home are all that my focus is on. And I'm actually okay with that. And I don't care <laughs> if that hurts someone else's feelings or if they're bummed that I can't hang out or whatever. I'm just like, sorry, this is a season. This is what needs to happen. And it's going so much more smoother and so much more peaceful. I'm less, I'm not as drained as I was. I'm not as exhausted or depleted or resentful. Um, so I boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are like, also, I feel like with two kids, like you can make stuff work with three kids. There's not really like we can make that work. It's no, yeah. It's like, no, we are sinking. We are underwater. <laughs> you can't really like force things to work out. It either does or it doesn't. That is true. It's so true. So that was a really great voicemail though. That was oh, good. Also, it should be a no-brainer that anyone that comes to you to see you to help whatever should be bringing food. I yeah. feel like, I don't know how you go about saying that if people aren't doing that for you or haven't done that for you in the past, but let's just make it like a PSA right now. If you are going to visit someone who just had a baby, bring food, even if it's just coffee. Like or toilet food. paper or like something. Flowers, <laughs> anything. Bring, do not come empty handed. Um, but yeah, I could talk about that for days that's funny okay um meg you want to tell us about your favorite pieces from the little catholic i do i was just telling my sister about it because she is a homeowner and she's like i need a nativity scene and she's on a budget but she wants a pretty one and i was like oh my gosh the little catholic has the prettiest most um minimalist like white and gold nativity set but it's mm -hmm. also within a reasonable budget because I know a lot of nativity sets can like sell for hundreds of dollars and a lot of first-time homeowners or newlyweds aren't necessarily 
looking to drop that kind of money on a nativity set right away. So they have a beautiful nativity set um, that we also own and have set up in our living room. And then one other thing that I want to share that I just got from them is the Jesus and Madonna, a mother's heart. Um, It's a statue of Mary holding Jesus. It's blue and white, but she's like got him tucked under her veil up against like her heartbeat and like under her cheek and then she's like pulling back the veil on the other side of her face and it's just so tender and that's like my favorite way to hold Micaiah is like right up under my chin because they when they're that little they just fit like right there under your chin on your heartbeat and it's just happy and warm and every time I look at that statue it's right next to um some of the photos from when I first had Carrie when we were at home the first night and so it's just like my little motherhood section on my dresser and it's really pretty and really cute yeah my mother mother shrine my shrine to myself um no it, it would make a really beautiful gift for your mom for a pregnant mom friend of yours for a newly postpartum friend of yours um for christmas or whatnot and they have a generous code for us at the little catholic it's heck two zero for 20 percent off um you can visit www.thelittlecatholic.com um for all of your jewelry needs but also for some um home decor and catholic art needs so go check them out we love them and that's heck two zero for 20 percent off absolutely they're expanding it's not just jewelry anymore ladies and gents quality home products (laughs) (laughs) very um what do you call it like they're not tacky Mm -mm. elegant very yeah they're nice I like them big fan okay so we have a text in she said I need your advice I met a boy in catholic match and we seem to have a great connection during a video call I told him I suffered from depression in the past I'm now completely over and don't take antidepressants anymore Two days after the video call, he sent me a message to tell me that he didn't want to continue get to know each other better because his past, because the past depression was a red flag for him. He had been engaged in the past and his ex-fiance ended their relationship because of depression. I really, really like this point. I'm sad that he wants to end things. Should I try to explain that my past depression doesn't have to influence our future? So I have immediate mm. thoughts. Um, okay. I think like that as long as he said it in a very like nice way I think that everything he said is totally valid if it is a past wound for him it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you it just means you're just not the right gal that's okay right right I was gonna say the same thing I don't think I think if you want I don't know I think you have to respect the fact that his past is his past and the wounds that he has are the wounds that he has and it has nothing to do with you personally it's just his life and his story and it's a decision he's making for himself and I honestly I think it's a healthy one yeah I I don't know he doesn't want to repeat and he's not saying not saying you are going to but it reminds him of his past and scares him and rightfully so or it's better than know. him like being scared all the time of your past you know he just right. doesn't want to be involved and I don't think it doesn't again it doesn't mean there's anything wrong for with you the right guy will appreciate your past right um but you don't want a guy to be worried this is actually good for you you don't want a guy worried about your past thinking that he's gonna have to repeat history with his ex-fiance 
Right. No, I agree. And I also think it's, I don't know. I feel like it's admirable that you laid this all out on the table um, and shared something as intimate with him as possible or <laughs> with him as intimate as you did. Um, and I think it's mature and honorable of him to, you know, give you a couple of days and then to respond with how that impact impacted him. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. stumbling over all my words right now. Um, and then it, it's like when we talk about when you share that you're not going to have sex before marriage. I don't know. I feel like this is like the same kind of thing. If he has an issue with that and he says so, I'm like, okay, like not, not for me. This is something that like greatly impacted your life and something that greatly impacted his life. And it holds a lot of weight and you both see it in different lights and that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I would, I think it would be more heartbreaking for you to try and like explain to him more about it because I think he would run or, right. or ghost you or he already said like yeah. he's just not interested take that as word and you know know that he's not right for you yeah and that sucks it doesn't mean it's easy or anything like that but Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but you, you don't need to explain that you hardly no. know him Mm-mm. you don't need to explain yeah. your past yeah it sounds harsh but he's not interested yeah so we have another story that maybe will give some clarity for some people as well hi cc and megan it's Alyssa. um i'm doing online dating and i have a question because i want to see what your opinion is online dating etiquette so I think it's pretty normal on a dating app to be talking to more than one person at the same time and even normal to go on two different first dates with two different people around the same time. Um, but I was wondering, like, what what do you think that cutoff is? Like, after two dates, do you think that, like, okay, like, you for sure should make a decision? Even going on two different first dates still felt like I was, like, double-timing people. So, like, what... What do you think good online etiquette for dating is? I would love to hear your opinion. Thanks, bye. You have an opinion? Because I've never, I have no experience with online dating etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) I think when you like one more than the other, that's when. It doesn't mean you're exclusive with them. But when you know you like one more than the other, I think it makes sense to put, I don't want to use the term all your eggs in one basket. But it makes sense to give someone else more attention than the other. Right? Yeah, I feel like that would just naturally happen. Right. Would it not? If you have more feelings for one, then it's kind of like, well, I'm dating another guy just in case the other one doesn't pan out. Like, and I get like, you should at you and you probably won't know that until maybe the second or third date. That's okay. No one had the, unless they're having the conversation with you and do you want to be exclusive? got to be yeah. up front, but probably no one's having that conversation yet on the second date. You know, you want to be <laughs> exclusive. If they're not bringing that up, there's no problem. But I think you keep dating until you know, if you, you just know inside, if you have feelings for more than one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would stand by that. I agree with that. I have no further thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. 
And on that note, someone said, question for Megan, how do you find a good chiropractor? I'm really interested in what they do. Some chiropractors give off a sketchy vibe based on their (laughs) websites, locations, advertising, any advice? I, uh, I walk into the local chiropractor and if they're playing Christian music, I stay, if they're not, I run, I'm kidding. Um, except, (laughs) except I will say all of our chiropractors that we've always had are always Christian and they always play Christian music. Um, I don't remember how he found the one in New Mexico. Avery found him and he just happened to be a solid Christian and an ex-Marine. And then the one here was just, was recommended by local friends and local connections. Um, And it was one of the top newer ones here. I also always look to see if they are Webster certified. So that is when they can take care of a pregnant mama and they know how to do pelvic kind of stuff and spinning babies things when you have a breech baby and just, just, they really help so, so, so much during pregnancy. And so I always make sure that they're Webster certified. Um, but it, I feel like you could shop around. So I remember when your chiropractor came, I had asked her this question. Mm. I said, so like, how do you find out if a chiropractor is weird or not? It was like some way <laughs> yeah, that was did. like really upfront. And I was like, yeah. I don't mean it. And like, you're cool. Like, I really like you. But like, if you don't have recommendations, you can get off track really fast. You yeah. know, it can get a little and woo-woo weirdo. Totally. And she said, she gave me two websites if I ever wanted to look. And mm. one was ICPA, the number four kids.com backslash backslash find dash a dash pediatric dash chiropractor. So I P I C P a four kids.com backslash find a pediatric chiropractor. That was one of them. The other one, and that's for like babies, you know, the other one was P X D O C S.com. So hopefully those, they are are... recommended by my go-to chiropractor here. So they must be good because she's phenomenal and also getting packed in our suitcase when we leave here. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll be taking her, our priest and our midwife with me. They just don't know it yet. They're going to get kidnapped, but it's watch out ladies and gents. I know. Okay. And for the gal who called in last week talking about her quiet boyfriend, and we were kind of going through red flags. We had a lot of people call in and text in about how it's a red flag and they think it's also a red flag and how they've had the same situation or similar scenarios. And someone, yeah, we had like handfuls, um, but someone had really good points. She said, um, red flag if you have to be giving excuses for someone for their behavior so like one day a couple a couple of my friends um and i said to each other why the heck are we giving this guy all these excuses so like reflecting on if you are making up excuses for the behavior of someone like he's just really introverted like he's not rude he's Mm. just like you know his tummy hurt that day like you know stuff like that (laughs) that's what my three-year-old says okay Uh all right 
Um, and then also she was saying, you know, reflect on what your friends and family have to say. Are their concerns valid? As hard as it may be to think about, they very well could be. And in this girl's situation, I think these are valid concerns. She also said, try to take their advice and concerns with grace and humility, even though it's a tough swill to pop or swill to pollock, <laughs> tough pill to swallow. <laughs> And then she said, work on the areas that you need to work on because there's always something and be grateful that there are people who care enough about you and your heart that want to see you happy. True. You're not free floating around by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I thought those were really good. Um, and yeah, just more people calling in and being like, girl, red flag, listen to your friends. If your friends went out on a limb to tell you something like, go out on a limb and like, see what it's like to believe them. Yeah. Yeah. You and I said that <laughs> you get blinders, especially in college. Oh, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what happens, but it's like you, head in the clouds, la -di -da -di -da. 18 to 23. You're just like, yeah, you don't even know what's happening. No. And you're like, this is going to be, you're like picturing 10, not even 10 years down the road, like five years down the road, you're picturing your children, what you're going to name them, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, like a there's a million red flags going on in front of your face and you're just like, whatever. It's, it's like a little bit of like, it, there's like fairy dust in it. Like there's yes. like, a, I don't know. Yes. Something happens. Makes things foggy up there. Yeah. I don't know. And that's why, I don't know. I'm like kind of anti, I know you guys have a different situation, Meg, you and Avery, but I'm kind of like anti people getting married right outside of college because they've never experienced like real life outside of living on the same campus with each other. <laughs> and I just think that's like a very healthy thing to do is to experience living real life not in your parents dime set like true. separately but dating true 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 so I agree those are our thoughts but girl call back in let us know what you do do you break up with him what do you do how did it go we need everyone thousands and thousands of women are waiting for this update so <laughs> She's never going to call. She's I'm... never going to call back in. She's never going to listen again. She's like, no, I hate the advice you gave and I'm out. Bye. Because <laughs> what in the dang heck group is on to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, with that, guys, um, this is our last second to last episode before the break, before mm -hmm. our season um, is cut off. And until February, we always take like long Christmas break. Um, and the only time Cece gets to see her husband true. in the US. So you got to give her a break, guys. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. And um, we hopefully will be coming back with some new features to the podcast. I don't want to get too excited. I know. I'm like, what if we don't? <laughs> we wimp out. We, uh, uh anyways <laughs> we're grateful for you guys thank you for listening hope you have a great third week of advent or second week of advent when this comes out we don't know at this point we don't, know we what's don't going even on. have our advent wreaths out but we love you guys and we're grateful you're here and check out our sponsors and we'll see you next week bye guys bye
thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.